0: Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, and um... The typical homily of the Feast of the Holy Family is uh, both pointing out that they are a model of grace and what God can do uh, and then showing you all the ways that the Holy Family knows their own difficulties. Um, So they're not some strange um, category that exists outside of our experience of being family. I'd like to give that homily However, um, I'm inundated with questions about the recent Vatican document, Fiducia Supplicans. And although it would be more comfortable for me to duck it, I don't think that I can. I think it's my duty to say something about it. Okay. If you're unaware of the news, and it's been emblazoned all over, uh, the media would have you believe that the Vatican has approved blessings of same-sex couples. Uh, the document is actually much larger than that, and the subject matter of the document is on the pastoral meaning of blessings. This is just a one kind of thing. What's the context for this document? In September of 2022, the Belgian bishops approved a text for ritual blessings of same-sex couples. And the recent German Sonata Way approved a motion for local dioceses to draft blessing ceremonies for couples not in sacramental marriages. That's the backdrop for it. This was all already in um, disobedience to the response of the Congregation for the Doctrine of Faith, now called the Dicastery, in a February twenty-second, 2021 response. The question proposed was, does the church have the power to give the blessing to unions of persons of the same sex? And the reply by the CDF was negative. The church does not have the power. In its explanatory note it goes on to state that liturgical acts uh, among which the most important are sacramentals and sacramentals are blessings and because of that fact only something an object that is ordered to God's design is the appropriate recipient of a sacramental liturgical blessing. And therefore, the church does not have the power to bless relationships that are not ordered to the Creator's design. Even if there are um, other goods and values in a relationship, those goods and values exist within the context of a relationship that includes sexual activity outside of marriage and therefore that relationship can never be justified. That's 2021. This text was approved by Pope Francis himself. Okay. On July 11th, 2023, Pope Francis personally answered a series of of dubiums. Um, There's five in total. The second question of the dubia is it is asked can the church derogate uh, considering marriage as a mere ideal in contrast to what was taught and very taught splendor 103 and accepting as a possible good objectively sinful situations such as unions with persons of the same sex without departing from revealed doctrine that's the question pope francis personally answer this, not a dicastery, Pope Francis' personal answer. The church has a very clear understanding of marriage. It is an exclusive, stable, and indissoluble union between a man and a woman, naturally open to the generation of children. Only this type of union does the church call a marriage. Other forms of union realize it in only a partial and analogous way, which is why they cannot be called marriage, strictly speaking. This is not just a question of names. The reality we call marriage has an essential constitution that is unique. As a result, it requires an exclusive name that is not applicable to other realities, undoubtedly it is much more than a mere ideal. For this reason, the church avoids any type of rite or sacramental that might contradict this conviction and imply that something that is not marriage is being recognized as marriage. Pastoral prudence must adequately discern whether there are forms of blessings requested by one or more persons that do not convey an erroneous conception of marriage. That's Pope Francis personally himself on July 11th, 2023. The recent document quotes both of these documents that I just quoted to you and provides as the underpinning everything else that it's going to talk about. The document offers a specific and innovative contribution to the pastoral meaning of blessings, permitting a broadening and enrichment of the classical understanding of blessings, which is closely linked to a liturgical perspective. End quote. That's fiducia supplicans in the presentation. Here's what is truly new in the Declaration. Until now, blessings were understood to be sacramentals and therefore part of the liturgical acts instituted and regulated by the church. That's why only the apostolic see can establish new sacramentals and also why the rites and formulae must be observed by the one administering them. In other words, Father isn't free to make up blessings as he goes. In at least one form that the order of blessing before and after meals, there are schema or models given rather than a single form to be recited. The other orders for blessing stipulate where words can be rephrased, always maintaining the essential elements of the sacred scriptures and the prayer blessing as contained in the approved liturgical book. To this is now added a new category of blessings which are non-liturgical, quote. Indeed, through these blessings that are given not through ritual forms proper to the liturgy, but as an expression of the church's maternal heart, similar to those that emanate from the core of popular piety, there is no intention to legitimize anything, but rather to open one's life to God, to ask for his help to live better, and also to invoke the Holy Spirit, so that the values of the gospel may be lived with greater faithfulness." in quote. Fiducia supplicans 40. Whereas a liturgical blessing, precisely as a sacramental, quote, requires that what is blessed corresponds with God's designs written in creation and fully revealed by Christ the Lord. in quote. Fiducia supplicans, paragraph 11. The simple blessing is, quote, a petition for God's assistance, a plea to live better, and confidence in a father who can help us live better, end quote, Fiducia Supplicans 21. And so while avoiding a strictly liturgical rite, quote, pastoral prudence and wisdom, avoiding all serious forms of scandal and confusion among the faithful may suggest that the ordained minister join in the prayer of those persons who, although in a union that cannot be compared in any way to a marriage, desire to entrust themselves to the Lord and his mercy, to invoke his help, and to be guided to a greater understanding of his plan of love and of truth." In quote, Fiducius Supplicans*, paragraph 30. The document then proposes, quote, the possibility of blessings for couples in irregular situations and for couples of the same sex, the form of which should not be fixed ritually by ecclesial authorities to avoid producing confusion with a blessing proper to the sacrament of marriage. In such cases, a blessing may be imparted that not only has an ascending value, but also invokes an invocation of a blessing that descends from God upon those who, recognizing themselves to be destitute and in need of his help, do not claim a legitimation of their own status, but who beg that all that is true, good, and humanly valid in their lives and their relationships be enriched, healed, and elevated by the presence of the Holy Spirit." Fiducia Supplicans 31. This is a blessing that, although not included in any liturgical rite, unites intercessory prayer with the invocation of God's help by those who humbly turn to him. Fiducia Supplicans, paragraph 33. Therefore, the pastoral sensibility of ordained ministers should also be formed to perform blessings spontaneously that are not found in the Book of Blessings. Paragraph 35. In this sense, it is essential to grasp the Holy Father's concern that these non-ritualized blessings never cease being simple gestures that provide an effective means <clears throat> of increasing trust in God on the part of the people who ask for them. Careful that they should not become a liturgical or semi-liturgical act, similar to a sacrament. In order to avoid confusion, no one should provide for nor promote a ritual for the blessings of couples in an irregular situation. Rather, in a brief prayer preceding this spontaneous blessing, the ordained minister could ask that the individuals have peace, health, a spirit of patience, dialogue, and mutual assistance, but also God's light and strength to be able to fulfill his will completely. Finally, precisely to avoid and form any form of confusion or scandal, when the prayer blessing is requested by a couple in an irregular situation, even though it is expressed outside the rites prescribed by the liturgical books, this blessing should never be imparted in concurrence with the ceremonies of a civil union and not even in connection with them. Nor can it be performed with any clothing, gestures, or words that are proper to a wedding. The same applies when the blessing is requested by same-sex couple. It's Fiducia Supplicans, paragraph 38 and 39. Okay. Perhaps somewhat rather dry and boring, but quite a bit less salacious than the media headlines. Pope Francis and Fiducia Suplican reiterate multiple times the church doctrine concerning marriage. The church teaching that marriage is between one man and one woman, naturally open to the generation of children, till death do you part, has not changed. Neither Fiducia Supplicans changes it, nor any of the other documents that came before it. Fiducia Supplicans corrects, again, the contrary practice that has been arising in Europe. (coughs) And I really think uh, this is likely the backdrop against which we have to understand this document. Number three, fiducia supplicans establishes a category of non-liturgical, non-ritual, non-sacramental blessings. Up until this point, uh, all we knew in canon law were sacramental liturgical blessings. The proposal does not concern those and no couple in an irregular situation of any kind Whether divorced and remarried outside the church, only civilly married in a polygamous uh, civil marriage, or in a same sex marriage, is the proper recipient of a liturgical sacramental blessing that still holds true today and in fiducia supplicans as well. Number four, these blessings do not give approval to irregular unions. This is again and again stated in the document itself. And number five, they are regulated carefully. These blessings are to be spontaneous. In other words, it would be contrary to the decision of the document to arrange a public moment of blessing dare I say, to invite the New York Times and a photographer. It would be inappropriate for the church to schedule a time for these kinds of blessings. That is not what the document permits. It would be inappropriate to include this new category of pastoral blessings within the context of any other liturgical rite. The document does not permit this. The couples in irregular unions asking for a blessing are those seeking help in conforming their lives and their relationships to the gospel. That is, those who do not seek a legitimation of their union These blessings are not liturgical, nor even semi-liturgical. They are to avoid clothes, gestures, words that are proper to liturgical rites. Okay. Uh, It is my honest opinion that there's nothing heretical in this document. It defines no new teaching on faith and morals. It changes nothing of the Catholic doctrines that we've always held to be true. It concerns the praxis of blessings. And I might need to remind you that while the sacraments were instituted by Jesus Christ and over which the church has no power over the essentials of the sacraments sacramentals are instituted by the church herself and she in fact has the disciplinary power over sacramentals to make new sacramentals to make changes and adjustments in the way that she gives sacramentals okay um I understand that there is still a lot of confusion over the document. I've been reading articles and listening to podcasts since December 18th, which was an awful time to put out the document. And as far as I can tell between the conferences of bishops and local ordinaries of various individual dioceses, um No one knows what this document means. Everyone's trying to spin it their own way. There are those who say, there's nothing new here. Look, I defy you to read this document and say there's nothing new here. It has always been the case that sinners of every sort, regardless of their state in life, could always receive individual blessings unless you were formally excommunicated. That's the only exception I know of. This document introduces a way for a blessing which is not a liturgical sacramental for couples in irregular unions. That is new. It also gives a new category of blessings unknown by classical theology and that also is new. So at least on just those two points, there's something new here. Otherwise, why issue a 5,000 word document? Hmm? Okay, then there are those on the other side who is saying, finally, the church at last has changed her teaching on same-sex marriages. Uh, while it may not be everything that we want, it's a step in the right direction. They also have not read the document. The document could not more forcefully reiterate several times that this is precisely not what they are doing and not what is permitted. My final point then. Is this document going to be abused? Without doubt. By the same people who already abuse the teachings of Holy Mother Church by the same clerics who already disobey the rubrics of Holy Mother Church there's no doubt that it will be abused but there's a saying in Latin for that abusus non tolit usum the abuse of a valid thing does not take away its proper use Okay. We are going to see things in newspapers and YouTube videos. What I would encourage you to do, don't even trust Father Keith. Go back and read Fiducia Supplicans multiple times. Pay very, very close attention to the precise words that are used and then measure what you see in the media what you hear from the pulpit, what you uh, receive from uh, YouTubers, measure it against the document. Those who do not wish to obey the document, who will use it for their own ends, are merely doing that, what St. Peter already said they did with St. Paul's teachings. The wicked and the ignorant twist the teachings of St. Paul to their own destruction. And so they will with this. Okay. There are other technical questions. Um, Conferences of bishops, uh, several cardinals. They're asking questions about this document and perhaps the Holy See will give us more. they're trying to figure out a way to understand this more deeply and to bring it in to complete harmony with everything that we've always believed as Catholics. In the meantime, it's okay if you find yourself in a little bit of distress over the document. Go back to the document. Read it again. Pray with it. Um, and I would like to invite anyone that has remaining questions, or just wants to discuss it. Um, I've co-opted uh, Steve Green's Wednesday teaching this Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. I will be here to talk more about blessings and fiducius suplican and to a- answer, to the best of my ability, whatever questions you might have. OK. I hope this is helpful for at least some of you to understand what's in the document. Um, I'll send you away with this. Uh, Whatever my um, questions and confusion might be, it is always with an attempt to read all teachings of the Magisterium in harmony with the deposit of faith. Uh, if I can't find make that happen, uh, very often the problem is in my understanding because I believe this to be true. The Catholic Church was founded by Jesus Christ our Savior. It is his church and no one else's and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it until he comes in glory, I have absolute faith that that is the case. Um, the church has been through many other times where things were difficult. I think uh, the, the Western schism where there was three different claimants to the papacy. And we had saints on both sides who picked different ones to follow as the true pope. This thing will resolve itself in the meantime. Fix your lives and your hearts upon the person of Jesus Christ. Stay close to the holy gospels and the participation in the divine mysteries of the sacraments. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.StAnneAZ.org. Again, that's www.StAnneAZ.org. St. Anne, pray for us.